0: Welcome to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where entrepreneurs just like you learn to level up in life, love, and business. My name is David Ubina, your host. Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast starts right now.
1: You know, there's a a lot of challenges when it comes to to bringing on people, you know, and hiring uh, and qualifying people. Uh, One of the first ones that, you know, our clients say, hey, I don't have the time to to do the recruiting or to, to search through, you know, everyone can get a LinkedIn account, you know, but I, I can't do the searches and, and reach out to people and engage them in a timely manner. Um, another one is, look, we have postings on our websites, postings on LinkedIn, and we're getting hundreds of resumes. And again, I don't have the time to sort through all of those. Um, and, and by the time I get to somebody that I like, and give them a call they already found another job you know the windows are really small so you know we've been help, able to help our clients solve a lot of those issues with uh you know kind of taking on and offloading that so what we're bringing them is already the pre-packaged person who is interested ready to go ready to interview you know meets the not just the hard skill sets you know the technical skill sets but also the uh, the soft skill sets
0: Hey guys, David Yubita here, host of the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Hey, just a really quick word to those of you who are entrepreneurs just like me, business owners, or an executive uh, looking to generate more business on the LinkedIn platform, I want you to take a look at our free training uh, showing you how we generate over 250 B2B clients for our business. Now, our proven SAG strategy, well, it turns clicks into calls and calls into clients without spending a ton of time blogging or spending a small fortune on ads. For more details, go to mrdeu.com. That's www.mrdeu.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast with your host, David Yubita. And with us today, we have the CEO of the Mice Groups out in beautiful California, Akko Alvarez. Akko, say hello to the
1: audience. How's everyone going? How's everyone doing, I should say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, man, I want to thank you for taking a few minutes out of your busy schedule and joining us here on the show. You know, as, um, as a business owner, And the majority of our audience, it consists of business owners or executives, entrepreneurs who are always looking for that new idea or some advice to help them really just get over some challenges that they may face, may be facing. And I noticed that you are uh, widely considered as really an influencer, a voice, if you will, in the whole HR recruiting space. And that's why I wanted you to come on. So... Uh, tell us a little bit about your your journey thus far um, to that's landed you to being the CEO of the
1: Mice Mice Groups. Sure, I mean, this road started a long time ago. You know, about I'm dating myself, but 24 years, basically. Uh, you know, straight out of college, I went right into recruiting at a firm. Uh, did well from the beginning and got pushed into management, maybe a little too early, but uh, you know. Sometimes you just gotta to rise to the occasion, and uh, unfortunately, that was right around right before the dot com bubble. And uh, you know, the agency had a, a couple of internal management issues, and so bottom line, they went out of business. Mm. And uh, that brought about you know an opportunity for a friend of mine and I, who had met at that company, to just basically start up the mice groups on our own. You know, at that time, we could have interviewed anywhere; any agency would have picked us up. Uh, you know, we had great resumes and references, et cetera. But the truth of the matter is we probably wouldn't have been able to affect a lot of their business. You know, most of the accounts that we had contacts in were already spoken for. And, you know, as you can imagine, during those times, everybody was very protective uh, of their accounts. They didn't want to partner with anybody. So instead, you know, my buddy and I said, hey, why don't we open a company of our own? Uh, you know, make a couple of placements here and there just kind of get by and pay the bills. And, uh, you know, when the economy gets better, we'll get real jobs. <laughs> and so That's, that's kind of how it started, you know? It I love it. I, yeah. It was he and I in this tiny office. I mean, we barely fit, uh, you know, we kind of shared a desk and put up a, a small little retainer between us so that we wouldn't be jabbering at each other too much while we're on the phone. And, uh, you know, we had a couple of clients that were loyal to us, so we were making some placements and, uh, you know, quickly it just kind of snowballed. Um, another buddy of ours that we knew from that first agency got laid off from Washington Mutual and he said, hey, I need a job or whatnot, or I don't know what I want to do. He said, hey, why don't you come recruit with us until uh, you figure it out? Uh, and side note, that gentleman worked for us for 14 years. Wow. A little peek into the future. Yeah, it's um So, you know, just like that, little by little, it grew organically. We kept getting more and more openings with our clients, more placements. And, uh, you know, we turned around one day and like, look, I guess this is now our real job. So, uh, you know, we're going to stay with it and see how long it goes. Um, You know, my partner retired in uh, 2013. uh, So since then, it's just been me. But prior to that, you know, we kind of shared the leadership positions. You know, he'd take half the responsibilities. I'd take the other half. Uh, And, you know, as of right now, the last 20 years are kind of just history for us. um, And we're looking to keep moving forward. Uh, You know, it's an ever evolving industry. So uh, we've been trying to evolve as much as possible to, to keep up with the times and, you know, try and stay ahead of them when we can.
0: Love it. Great story, man. from, I, I like the phrase, you know, let's just try and do this and they get real jobs, right? Yeah. <laughs> I t- That resonates with me. Believe it. I had that same conversation when I first started um, my, my one man shop, which now is, you know, we're at least we're, we're seven right now. But the point that I'm trying to make is that that totally makes sense. And I love the fact that you stayed in the ring in a sense and kept fighting. And now here you here you are, you know, 20 years in the game and your business has really positioned itself. The Mice Group's has positioned itself to be kind of like um, you know the go-to agency for like companies like PayPal, uh, Wells Fargo, uh, VW Group. I mean, the list continues to grow, which is a testament to first of all your resilience and persistence, but the fact that the work that you're doing uh, is really you know people are noticing and they're like, hey man, this guy knows what he's doing. So, with that being said, what are some of the common Uh, Challenges that some of these organizations or your clients are seem to be facing nowadays.
1: Sure, Uh, you know there's a there's a lot of challenges when it comes to to bringing on people, you know, and hiring uh, and qualifying people. Uh, One of the first ones that you know our clients say, "Hey, I don't have the time to to do the recruiting or to to search through." You know, everyone can get a LinkedIn account, you know, but I, I can't do the searches and and reach out to people and engage them in a timely manner. Um, another one is, look, we have postings on our websites, postings on LinkedIn, and we're getting hundreds of resumes. And again, I don't have the time to sort through all of those. Um, and, and by the time I get to somebody that I like and give them a call, they already found another job. You know, the, the windows are really small. So, you know, we've been help, able to help our clients solve a lot of those. Issues with uh, you know kind of taking on and offloading that. So what we're bringing them is already the prepackaged person who is interested, ready to go, ready to interview. You know, meets the not just the hard skill sets, you know, the technical skill sets, but also the uh, the soft skill sets, the culture fit. You know, that's something that's very important. Uh, you know, you can make a bad hire both on soft skills and hard skills, but more importantly, um, and surprising, I guess, I would say. To me, after doing this for 24, almost 25 years now, is uh, there's been a lot of issues uh, within the last few years of identity. Uh, you know, clients will call w- somebody believing, um, you know, their person X, interview them, love them, like, man, this person's perfect. They got, you know, everything that we need. I can't believe it. I can't wait to, to continue in the interview process. They go to the second layer interview. Um, and again, fantastic interview. They, Hey, we got to hire this person. Let's just bring them on board. And the person that shows up to work all of a sudden doesn't remember everything from that, those interview <laughs> conversations, uh, oh, you know, doesn't remember how to do certain things. Uh, yeah. So, so what we've, you know, we've been digging into this to see what's going on. Um, basically people will have their friends interview for them who have, who are much stronger with their, uh, with the skill set. And so some companies had tried to eliminate that by uh, doing, uh, you know, right, COVID was, uh, the pandemic was something that this ran rampant and became more, a bigger and bigger problem. Uh, You know, so they do Zoom calls. Uh, So here was a common thing that would happen. You know, Zoom video would start, all of a sudden there'd be technical difficulties, videos not working, let's just switch to audio. Wow! And, then, and as soon as that, they just pass the phone to another person, person B, person B does the interview and then, you know, person A moves on. And, uh, you know, with people working remotely uh, oh, and or just interviewing via video, you know, there were a lot of that's just the tip of the iceberg. There are so many other tricks, I guess, that are going on, um, you know, that kind of invalidate the integrity of of the candidate and, and the interview process. So um, that's something that we've been working on quite a bit. And we've uh, we've tightened up our process and developed, you know, it's funny, the simplest things are the ones that have delivered the best results for our clients with that. You know, so what we do, um, with, whether it's pandemic or not, you know, and this is a process that we've implemented, we're going to be moving forward with, you know, our policy is only in-person uh, or video interviews. Uh, if the video interview has technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just immediately end it and disqualify the candidate. You know, you, we'll give them one more chance to, hey, we're gonna set up another Zoom interview. Pretty sure you know where you have good internet access. Let's do it and this is your last chance. Because if you don't get, if you can't interview with us, you can't. we're not gonna pass you on to our client. No. So that's just the first step. Um, you know, we uh, we do ID prior to, to even hiring. We do ID verifications, um, you know, either passports, driver's license, some sort of um, government-issued ID that establishes identity. Uh, and then once we have come to a point where we think this is a qualified person for our client, you know, we'll pass them on to our client. Um, and we are actually sitting in on interviews to ensure, yes, this person that you are currently on the Zoom call with is the person that we interviewed, um, and then our clients actually love that. At first, you know, they thought it was a little intrusive, and but once we explained why we were doing it, you know, because there had been plenty of times that we would do the Zoom interview, pass them to our client, they would do another Zoom interview, and then, uh, you know, we compare images like from screenshots, and like it's not the same person. It doesn't even you know? It doesn't even look the same. So we're doing everything we can to make sure that it's 100% identity um verified you know but to protect our clients you know and obviously our our uh, reputation because we're in the end we're the ones that's saying we vetted this person they're good for you you know go ahead and move forward
0: that makes wow first and foremost i had no idea that's really the bait and switch the catfishing didn't know that that was happening in the in the uh, hr recruiting space So let's take that a step further, man. First of all, I love that you guys have a strategy to address this issue, which is legitimately blowing my mind. I had no idea this was happening. (laughs) Um, Secondly, uh, how frustrating is that or could that be? How costly could that be for companies who maybe have hired other agencies Um, because I love one of the statements that you've uh, said during one of our conversations, you're like, listen, David, staffing agencies are a dime a dozen, right? But then you went ahead and said, but this is what separates us. And I'm like, man, after hearing, you know, previous conversations and even this, now I know why companies like PayPal and William Sonoma and all these other big, bigger companies are like, listen, we want to work with the mice group simply because they go the extra mile and have this strategy in place. Um, I'm assuming that if a company is hiring, you know, 10, 15, 20 people, you know, a quarter, for example, and they wind up with half of these shysters, half of these catfishers on their payroll, how does that impact their business?
1: I mean, let's bring it down even more. Let's say they just have one, you know, so now if we want to kind of total up the cost, it's the cost of the, your internal time, you know, so maybe they interviewed with five people from your team, uh, total of an hour with each. So that's five hours of, of your labor cost that has been invested in that person. Um, most people get the benefit of the doubt for the first week or two while they're ramping up. Uh, so now you've been paying this person for at least two weeks you know you let you take off the training wheels and you're like all right let's see how they do on week three on their own um and you again during the two weeks of ramp up you are investing labor time in onboarding and ramping that person up uh, you know that could be anywhere from 10 to 20 hours a week uh and then week three is when you finally you know and and this is just um uh, Not a typical scenario, a possible scenario. You know, sometimes within a day or two, you identify this is not the same person or right person, but this could be one of the impacts. So in week three, you finally say, hey, that's not the right person. I'm gonna let them go. So there's all that past cost. Now you need to start the interview process again, uh, which could take a week, two, three weeks, depending on how difficult the position is to fill. So you're investing time and money to take people from your team, to interview new candidates, to finally get a new hire, to ramp them up again, you know, so you end up doing things twice. I'm just saying just one bad hire in this scenario can cost, you know, a bunch of money, you know, you can add up the hours that I just kind of laid out. And, uh, you know, it, it could potentially cost a total of a month's worth of, you know, one of your senior employees. uh, uh, in trying to, re ramp up you know discover move people out so it's a uh, it's extremely expensive now if you say that half got on there I mean just multiply that times six or seven and and that is the cost and I mean that's an entire team
0: what's um I, I can only imagine from a financial standpoint how it could uh, really you know be expensive but then how about from a cultural from an organizational cultural standpoint um, really the hard work that folks in the hr space uh put in um you know their jobs might be in jeopardy because they're bringing on these knuckleheads right it's like wait a minute what's what's going on here and as a business you know you're only as good as your weakest link
1: obviously uh bad news travels very fast and spreads very wide and you know good news it stays kind of where it is. Yeah, right. uh, you know, I, I, I would tell you, it's, you know, part of the reason that we have invested so much time and money uh, in, in tools and, and in our process for this one uh, challenge is because, you know, imagine uh, one of my bigger accounts, you know, and, and somebody slips through the cracks, you know, they fooled me, they fooled my client, but you know, in the end, the finger kind of comes back to, to me, you know, and, there can be several repercussions, you know, not on the vendor list anymore. I lose that client, you know, all of a sudden, you know, two, three, four, five million three, four, $5 million in revenue, you know, is, is out the door. And, you know, everybody knows how hard it is to get, to get a large marquee client and then to continue to work with them. So yeah, as a, the business repercussions for, for me as the providing agency are tremendous uh, internally for my clients uh you know morale changes you know if something like you know i've, I've asked and, and asked um trying to get additional information is you know has this happened to you when did it happen you know how did it occur you know i'm uh, very proud to say that you know with the mice groups haven't been able to uh, hope to never knock on wood never experience this but you know we wanted to learn because we'd hear the kind of the muddlings in the industry like this is going on and, like if it is, let's investigate it and see how we can protect our clients uh, from, from this happening to them. Uh, So, yeah, but that was one of the biggest things they said, you know, internal morale just kind of like gets deflated. Like we all voted for that person, you know, due to the interview, we all got bamboozled. And, you know, even that is kind of looms, you know, it's um, it it messes with momentum. It messes with kind of gelling and, you know, you don't want anything like that happening. You know, even if, if it was the appropriate person and you, make, you know, just bad decision, bad hire. And after a few weeks, they don't work. That still kind of brings down morale as well.
0: Wow, man, I, I've i really enjoyed this conversation, man, because you, you are uh, showing me some things and sharing insight on some things that I never knew. And I know our audience is going to love this episode. Uh, before we wrap up the conversation, man, um, I want first, again, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast.
1: Sure, um, thanks for having me.
0: What's it like, man? Marquee clients, et cetera. What can a new client uh, expect from the mice groups? Should they uh, take a closer look at what you guys have to offer?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, how's this? When you hear that a company has been in business for 20 years, sometimes you think, wow, they must be huge. Uh, And, I purposely, you know, our business plan has always been to remain smaller. Um, reason being because, uh, you know, one of the, I have a, on my wall, this sign that says, you know, always deliver white glove service. And, uh, you know, we can only do that, you know, when we're not outsourcing a bunch of things, you know, everything that is handled by the mice groups is handled here internally in our main headquarters office. We have a couple satellites offices where, you know, I'm constantly in touch or visiting, you know, they're on point. So that's been the biggest thing. You know, we treat our clients, we give them the absolute best service uh, and being boutique style, we're able to tailor and customize our service to our clients. You know, no two clients are the same. Uh, You know, my old boss used to say, they're like snowflakes, you know? Everyone is different. But at the same time, you know, you also need to be careful with them, right? You know, they'll melt, they'll, they'll get crushed. You know, if you start selling box service, there'll be those people that'll take it on. But I want people to know that when they come to me, I know that they're unique. I know their needs are unique, different. And we're going to make sure that the service we give them is going to fit perfectly. Like that Armani suit that was custom tailored to you.
0: I love it. I love it, man. Akko, thanks again for joining us here on the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Hey, guys, David Yubita here, host of the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Hey, just a really quick word to those of you who are entrepreneurs just like me, business owners or an executive uh, looking to generate more business on the LinkedIn platform, I want you to take a look at our free training uh, showing you how we generate over 250 B2B clients for our business. our proven sag strategy well it turns clicks into calls and calls into clients without spending a ton of time blogging or spending a small fortune on ads for more details go to mrdeu.com that's www.mrdeu.com well how cool was that uh, Akko Alvarez, thank you again for joining us, CEO of the Mice Groups. Man, did he break down some stuff or what? I had no idea <laughs> that uh, catfishing was uh, such a big uh, a problem in the HR space. I, I've i heard that uh, catfishing is a big problem in the dating app world, right? But damn, uh, the HR space, uh, they've got some serious issues over there. And it makes so much sense on as to... Uh, their methodology to eliminate that problem and uh, it makes sense on as to why they are generating millions of dollars every year uh, from their clients uh, those big clients that we've mentioned like uh, Sonoma, paypal wells fargo the list goes on and on and uh, i couldn't be uh, more grateful to have akko on the show uh, dropping knowledge uh, for all of us here in the live hacker uh, sphere and uh, if you enjoyed that episode hey make sure to uh, visit us on our official facebook uh, page and give it a thumbs up uh, and uh, share your uh, what you uh, walked away with uh, you know your epiphany your life hack what you enjoyed most about the show and uh, make sure to also share this episode with a friend uh, especially if they're an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur as we drop uh, these episodes Ah, uh, more frequently these days, as things have gotten uh, even um, more systematized around here, which is fantastic. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, if you don't if you're working too hard, there's a system for that. <laughs> right There's the strategy for that, guys. So make sure to also uh, drop by whatever platform you're listening uh, to the podcast on, if it's Spotify, if it's Apple, if it's Google, wherever, uh, we're on ten platforms. Please make sure to give us a five-star rating. We would love that, as it uh, really uh, helps us reach more entrepreneurs. Right? It's going to impact the algorithm. The algorithm is going to say, "Hey, uh, people love this podcast, and we need to uh, organically uh, extend the outreach or the reach of this particular podcast." So, guys, uh, it's every every time we have a host. You, our goal here really is to help you level up in life, love and business as an entrepreneur and not just the business piece, right? Because in business alone, uh, I've had numerous clients, numerous friends over the years, myself included, where business was fantastic, but the other areas of my life and love were 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 really falling behind. I was ignoring them and I wasn't nurturing them and taking care of them the way that I uh, could have. But awareness is the first step, guys, and the fact that Uh, you're here listening and uh, you're sharpening your game in a sense Um, just make sure to focus not just on business because we talk about uh, life love and business on this particular podcast but just make sure guys that uh, you're uh, the same energy that you're bringing to your business that you're bringing to life and to 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 to, to your relationships love and um, you'll really show up and enjoy life and be more present And um, life will just taste that much sweeter for you. All right, guys. David Ubita here, your host of the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. It is an honor to share uh, your day with you today. And uh, I thank you for that. I am so, so grateful that you are part of our Life Hacker sphere. All right, guys. Until next time, continue to level up your life, love, and business. Ciao.